Thomas Jefferson School, or TJ, in St. Louis, Missouri, is a unique place. A boarding and day school with a small community of students from all over the world, our mission asks us as educators to provide the strongest possible academic background. Our mission also asks our students to desire to lift up the world with beauty and intellect. Our graduates go on to wonderful careers after TJ, and this series intends to capture the stories of our alumni. In this episode, we talked to Beverly Pitts, or as he went by at TJ, Porky. Porky was an amazing tennis player, burgeoning star. He, after graduating, he had a long career in banking, and it eventually came back to TJ to run the TJ Alumni Association. Beverly's been at every reunion we've ever had, at least all the ones that we can track. I don't think he's missed a chance to connect with some of his classmates or other people at TJ. He's an amazing example of somebody who has gone on to lift up the world with beauty and intellect. Let's welcome him to the conversation series now. Thanks for being a part of this conversation series, by the way. I really mm -hmm. appreciate it. So your Zoom link here says Beverly Pitts. Your email is Beverly Pitts. But as far as I know, everyone at TJ and who has ever been associated with TJ calls you Porky. So where did that come from? And if it's a story we need to avoid, just let me know and we can. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's just part of growing up. When your name is Beverly, you were going to get kidded if your name was Beverly. And so with the nickname Porky, it just stuck. Got it. I got it because when I was a baby nursing, my father said, gosh, he's kind of noisy. Sounds like a Porky pig nursing. And uh, mother said, don't call him that. It stuck. And it stuck. Well, that, that answers a question that I, that's been in the back of at least my mind for a, a while now. So years later, after the, the nickname is created, you learn about TJ. So how did that come about? How did you find out about TJ? How did you end up here? <clears throat> my parents were good friends with the LeBrunery family. And Ferd LeBrunery is their son. And he went to TJ in the <clears throat> kind of mid 50s, but his parents suggested that my parents look into TJ as a boarding school. And I don't know that he attended four years, but he attended early enough to get me to get my parents to shove me that direction. Right. From the class that began in 1957, class of 61. So what was your experience like at TJ? What was, what was a class day? What were some of the, the highlights that stick out in your mind? Well, you know, it was, it was all coat and tie then. And it was all male. There weren't any females other than Ruth Potter and later Larry Morgan's wife. There weren't even any female teachers initially. I didn't mind that because I... Uh, girls, frankly, scared me. So it, it eliminated a uh, stress not having girls around. Did you, did you have a class or a, a course that either you really loved and dove into or something <laughs> that you tried to avoid like the plague? Classes that were easy for me were math, trig, geometry, any of the science classes. 
were fun and interesting. English was awful. I was poor at it. Writing, you know, essays was was a, a strain, always was, still is. If I have to write something, I labor on it, rewrite it about a dozen times, and it's still not very good. It sounds familiar, at least from my perspective. <laughs> that sounds a lot like my process. We did have, you know, of course, four years of Greek. There weren't any choices w- with that. I'm not a natural I've never been a natural with any language, whether it be French, Italian, German, Spanish. And I can read all of those now, but can't speak them, can't understand if spoken to. Paul Messina and, and Philip von Reuter, who could speak both Italian, Spanish, English, had a horrible advantage. We had music appreciation. Okay. And that was fun, but they had an unfair advantage when they'd play some opera and hell, they could understand it as well as recognizing what opera it was. Unfair advantage. Was the music appreciation just an additional experience? Was it a course? Was Was it every single year? Not as a class. We always had several times during the year when we'd attend concerts or performances in the St. Louis area. Those were always enjoyable. But music appreciation as a class down in the down at the bottom of the stairs beneath the kitchen. Mm. There was the cellar. What what was that called? When you're coming down the stairs, is it directly ahead of you in the basement or is it to the right? Directly ahead of uh, on the right was science, physics, and French classes. Oh wow. If you come down the stairs directly ahead is now our robotics room. It's uh, where we wow. have a, a wow. setup. So it's, well, that'd be, um, I find it cozy, but it's a little yeah. different. You mentioned the there were times when you were able to go out and go to performances. Was it mostly opera? Was there theater? Were there any sports or other activities that you participated in outside of the classroom? It were opera performances other concerts, some plays. It is is a variety of things, all enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And did you participate in athletics at TJ? Yeah, athletics was primarily tennis, weather permitting. During the winter, they had some basketball. One of my roommates was six foot seven. (laughs) It's Uh, a big advantage. He had another advantage that the roommate had bill wilson six foot seven now an attorney down in baton rouge still in contact with him oh. played some volleyball did you ever compete against another school or organization or is all internal it was all internal yeah i loved tennis and was even good at it well at least um the the best on campus right that's the, the that's best the key <laughs> and would have been a nice sport to keep mm. keep up because you can play tennis when you're my age. <laughs> it sounds like a new hobby I should pick up. We do have the oh. tennis court still. So then let's move forward just a little bit. So you leave TJ and talk about your experience after that. Where did you go? What was the fast forward okay. a few years and, and go from there? Well, the first one th- one comment was, the college application 
process when I was there, the teachers kind of chose where you were going to apply and go to college. Robin McCoy was the headmaster, Harvard graduate. Five of the 10 of us went to Harvard. And I'm trying to remember the dean of admissions from Harvard came to St. Louis and interviewed us. Oh, okay. and, I, and he invited me in and his question and our whole discussion was, how did you get that nickname? <laughs> so that's exactly where I started. There you that's go. That's where yeah. you started. And I said, well, that wasn't as deep a and difficult an interview as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but went on going to college, was took a uh, plane to Boston with two huge suitcases. I, I was strong, but they were a struggle. And then tried to find in the Boston subway system, my way out to Cambridge was a, was a challenge. I hadn't, you know, back in 1957, kids didn't travel as much. So I was not that familiar with airports, airplanes, subways, et cetera. So I was relieved to finally get there and find that they had accidentally assigned me a, a room in Radcliffe College. Harvard and Radcliffe were right. not married at the time. Okay. Beverly was assigned to the women's college. How did, how did that get fixed or, or what did they do? Oh, they just fi fixed it up and I wound up in a Hurlbut Hall and rooming with Dan Little. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Another TJ I grad. Got back, from... on, got back on track. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. You you went to from TJ at, to a school with a number of TJ grads. Did it just feel like a continuation of the, the school in terms of social, academics? Well, it, of course, you know, instead of a, a school of 40, you're in there with with 1,500 in one class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did not feel the same. There were other TJ graduates were there, Guy McClellan among others. Mm -hmm. And the class ahead of me had four or five TJ graduates in it. And they all welcomed and helped the new freshmen. Did that group stick together during your time at Harvard or did you uh, kind of drift off and find, find new groups there? Oh, we drifted off, found new groups and mm -hmm. Dan and I remained close and roomed together forever. My wife and I celebrated when our marriage survived my rooming with him. Right, right. It was good. Sports, I went out for football. Okay. You sit down in a big room and there you pass out papers and they have you sign in. And, and when you're through, all these guys are filling out all city, all district, all state, and all the awards they've won. And I'm up there turning my paper in. They said, you never played football before? No, I never did. And I said, and your name's Beverly? And everybody stopped writing, looked at me. From that time on, I knew all the football players. Okay. You recognized me. Yep. Oh, yep. But eventually had to quit that because not having ever played football in high school, I just got smeared. Oh, Yeah. Not, not an easy experience, I assume. No. Yeah. So then what position did you play when you, 
or what did you try out for at least? I was trying out for some sort of offensive end type. Okay. And all I was was offensive. Coaches. <laughs> so I asked the coach, told the coach I wanted to quit. And he said, well, <clears throat> nobody's ever come in and in person and told me they wanted to quit. He said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'd like to go out for the swimming team. Yeah. Okay. So I switched sports. Got it. A little bit less, less contact, at least. A little less contact. <laughs> but that was fun. So what did you, what did you study at Harvard and how did it lead towards, towards your career and the rest of, rest of your life? I had summer jobs working for my parents' bank. I said, I'm going to be a banker when I grow up. I probably should major in economics. Mm-hmm. God, that was awful. <laughs> and eventually, a Harvard graduate who lived in Kansas City, I, whom I met at a alumni gathering in Kansas City, asked me what I was majoring in. And I told him I was vacillating between history and economics and the noise he said porky major in something that's fun mm. fun to you don't worry about what you're going to do the rest of your life major in something that's fun and so i wound up majoring in kind of a cross of math physics and chemistry and slipped out with that enjoyed that and then became a banker <laughs> so you have the background of science and math and then jumped in, jumped back into the family business, it sounds like. Yes. Despite doing banking, science, math, uh, it didn't draw you too far away from TJ. So we, we brought you back. You've been involved in a number of different ways. What drew you back to, to the school? What We can talk a little bit about the Alumni Association and, and any other activity that you've helped to contribute or build in some ways at TJ. Well, I always enjoyed going back to TJ for their reunions or just visiting. Uh, I lived in St. Joseph, Missouri. It's about 300 miles across the state from St. Louis, but it's an easy train ride from Kansas City to St. Louis. The train stops in Kirkwood, and so I could catch a train over and back easily. Going back to TJ for an alumni meeting was was just fun. They were usually played tennis or softball or something. Usually had a wonderful meal or two in the dining room. It was fun to meet people from other classes, and it was easy to get involved in the alumni group meetings. And they then started having them in other cities. Mm -hmm. And so it was easy to attend one in Boston or New York. Mm -hmm. Jane Pesek, I think, followed as the alumni director of alumni affairs and whatnot. And she kind of roped me into helping here and there. So what these meetings, the alumni meetings that they might have in Washington, D.C. or or Boston or out on the West Coast, they had some in Los Angeles and so forth. It just struck us that there ought to be some regionalization where there was an alumni association 
centered in Los Angeles or San Francisco or Denver or Atlanta or down in Texas and up in the Northeast. And so we tried to find someone who would chair one of those subgroups. It's always been a, you know, a challenge because it's trying to, to get time and attention from people who have really busy lives and being a small school, we don't have incredibly deep bench of alumni, you know, some other places that have tens of thousands of alumni. We are, are getting close to the, to the 1000 mark. <laughs> At least when I speak to, to alumni, there's, there's definitely interest in being a part of it, giving back and helping in, in any way that they can. It's just time. Time is always an issue. You know, it doesn't take that much time to organize an event or two. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be people around that will help you. Right. When you do that. So I would hope we could talk people into that. Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, I think we can. This might seem a strange question, but if you were to talk to a current sophomore, so this is somebody who's in grade 10, and uh, is starting to think about what's looking uh, ahead, starting to look ahead, starting to look back at their their career and trying to figure out who they are. Is there any advice that you would give to a current 10th grade student? Gosh, you know, tough question. I'm not sure I have much advice. Is there there something you would have said to, to you as a 10th grade student? When I started school, I once commented when I visited TJ that, gosh, the students seem smaller. <laughs> and they, Dawes Potter was sitting at the table with me, said, Porky, we're going to get your records out after lunch. And uh, I was four feet 11 and weighed less than 100 pounds when I started my freshman year. I grew six inches freshman year and six inches my sophomore year wow. and probably couldn't walk. I was so uncoordinated. That's <laughs> half an inch a month. Right. You know, that, it's a lot to get used to. It's uh, no yeah. wonder that the tennis career didn't take off. By the junior year, I was the school champ, mm. except for one guy from Italy, mm. Gustavo Gadini, who beat me in the finals that year. And then my senior year, I was the tennis top of the tennis ladder. So I finally got over my uncoordinated growth there. But what would I say to myself to would just have to somehow remind myself that I was there to study and Mm. it's time to try to get on that honor roll. There you go. Get off and get off of the doghouse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Get out of the doghouse and on the honor roll. Right, right. So, uh, a couple of quick questions uh, for you. Do you have, looking back, do you have a favorite TJ meal or a dish that you had? Well, I can't recall a favorite. The cooks that TJ employed prepared wonderful meals. And I've, well, with the nickname Porky, I had to earn that at the dinner table. I had a good appetite and they were good cooks. Nice. Do you have a memorable teacher when you were a student, uh, somebody that sticks out and could be all of them? 
that's tough because all of the teachers were excellent, but Dawes Potter's wife, Ruth Potter, mm -hmm. was an amazing woman. They had two children and I and other TJ students babysat for them. And they lived across the highway, across Lindbergh Boulevard from the school mm -hmm. in a house there. And gosh, they took us down. They had a place on uh, Lake of the Ozarks, took us down there and let us uh, fool around in a boat sure. and went on canoe trips with mm -hmm. them. But Ruth Potter, Mrs. Potter was an outstanding teacher, wonderful geometry trig teacher and size a sophomore. Right. And looking back now, is there, is there another student who had a pretty big impact on your TJ career or who you are now? My roommate, Dan Little had an amazing impact on me. Love that man. Still do. He's down in Medill, Oklahoma, of course, and he's been active on the board and TJ board, I think for a while too. And he started a school right. in Oklahoma. Wonderful, has a wonderful history. Right. He's, that's been going 50 years now. Mm -hmm. It's the Oklahoma School of Science and Math, if I, yes. if I have the name correct. And Tuition. Zero, yep. They, they raised the money for those students to attend, the Oklahoma students. Mm -hmm. And... They have, they just have a wonderful record. Mm -hmm. Guy McClellan, mm -hmm. a student that uh, you could always look up to and, and admire, gosh, a number of others too, but. This is a tougher question, I, th I think. Is there a favorite book or an impactful book from the TJ curriculum that stands out? Gosh, beside the Iliad or the Odyssey, the which we only did a little bit of that in, in Greek, but I don't know, a number of books. We always had the reading lists and the book reports that we'd turn in. Now, I did get behind on the book reports once and was invited to come down to TJ and catch up. Oh, yeah which was nice instead of just saying pork you're out yeah do you have a, a favorite dorm that you lived in or a favorite room that you were you were in i would i'd get assigned to a roommate that was having often having trouble maybe they thought i was the one having trouble <laughs> but i they put me there where i was more under the aegis of of Robin and company. Either you could keep an eye on somebody or they would keep an eye on you. On me. Probably the best rooms and the best times I had were in the Gables. Mm. Yeah. Is there is there anybody else that we haven't mentioned that you wanted to give mention to from TJ? Any other classmates or, or teachers? Bob Burden mm -hmm. was a just a wonderful man. Taught, taught our physics class, taught our French, tried to teach me some French, 
and a tennis player. God, the guy was an amazing tennis player. And lived in one of the dorms. And I was in his dormitory for a couple, several semesters. To kind of wrap up, TJ's mission says that we really try and instill in our students a desire to lift up the world with beauty and intellect. How do you live the mission today? I don't have any grand plans for that. To me, it's just forming a friendship with another, with other individuals and trying to maybe make their life a little more fun and interesting. I'm out here in southwestern Colorado in an HOA, never lived in an HOA, a homeowners association before and heard that they can be just horrible experiences with people moaning and complaining. And one of the things I try to do here is start every executive board meeting with wine and beer, keep it friendly, right? do favors for neighbors Mm -hmm. so that they in turn do favors for their neighbors. And our little HOA is is a better place so to make and hopefully I had a had a hand in that so if there's anything I can do it's more on the individual level I'd hope than than damn little starting a new school you know I mean there's right. a example of a hell of a a thing that he did and, right. and you're doing yeah well, I mean, every every community is made up of individuals, and so we all mm-hmm. play a role in this. And it sounds like it's important for you to to make that impact one to one. And again, like you said, hopefully that spreads out to to a broader community. I think it, it can and does. It does absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great place to to pause here. And Porky, yeah. thank you for for being a part of this, and I've really appreciated the the conversation. Well, enjoyed it, and thank you for asking me. Yeah, absolutely. If you'd like more information about TJ, please go to tjs.org, or you can find us on social media. Look for Thomas Jefferson School on Facebook or TJ underscore STL on Instagram. If you want to help by contributing to TJ to help support us in delivering our mission or to bring more conversations like this one, go to tjs.org slash giving. If you know an alumna or alumnus who would be interested in participating in this conversation series or know somebody who should be, please reach out to me at mtroutman at tjs.org. Indeed. All right, we'll push the red button. There we go, yep.